I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! I'm just saying, guys, lots of laser tag on an oil tanker on Lake Erie. It's gonna be awesome. Fetch, io continuo a pensare che quest'idea della barca sia veramente, veramente stupida. You prove an excellent point there, Fluffiest. Welcome to the 193rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I stumbled there. Uh, I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Viger, and the fluffiest Whimsicott. And we're here to bring you another Pucklicious episode of the Puckle Podcast, so puckle up, and more Puckle puns on the way. Uh, <laughs> puckle, <laughs> of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that was a community founded in 2007, so check out the website. If you guys are interested in looking at more. Yeah. One day, I'm Yay. going to tell you a story about that nonsensical name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I have a good idea of what you're talking about. Mostly, like, <laughs> what's really great is uh, everybody, this is the fluffiest Whimsicott. She hasn't been on, like, a normal episode before, other than the writer's appreciation and our bonus episode, which was a lot yep. of fun. Uh, and we need to do more bonus content like that. That was That was a good day. That was. It was. That was a good day. Uh, we'll discuss that in the future. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but one of the nice things I always tell Fluffiest is because she's actually like listened to almost every single episode of Puckle, or has. I, I'm not completely certain. Pretty so, much everyone. So even though she's only been around for like the past eight months, uh, she and I can actually have conversations about seven years in my past. Uh, she knows all about you. <laughs> yes, I am actually a time traveling whimsicott. There you go. And uh, I I appreciate that to some extent because there's nobody like other than Ethan that's been around for like that long. 
I kind of feel like I'm cheating. Like, I wasn't actually there. Yeah, I just... but, like, you've listened in such detail that you understand what's going on. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way. Either way. Uh, so, I guess the question that we start every episode with, at least since, like, 150 or something, uh, what Poke- what have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Well, I guess you could say I finished up all my gym battles. Which oh, was... yeah, I guess we all have, right? Uh, yep. All the gym leaders for the Summer League. Uh, we'll talk more about that later in the news, but... Yeah. Yep. I finished my gym battles, too. Yay! Yay, because badge collection's over, like, definitely by the time this is, start. This is out. Yeah. Uh, the Summer I think League... that was, like, the last day was my gym time day, so... Yeah, the Summer League will definitely... Uh, the Summer League tournament's gonna start, I believe, on Monday, so... Uh, Good. I'm told by Shamu that if you are in the tournament, there are five people in the tournament for that. It's gonna uh, you're supposed to go check out details at the Summer League info uh, page underneath the Summer League tab on the website. Right, and, and which it says actually the uh, league tournament begins August second, which is a Sunday. Yeah, so. uh, it's either it's either gonna be Sunday or Monday. Uh, it's probably gonna be very similar to the UTC one week per round or something. Uh, I don't know, though. Shamu is talking to me because there are five competitors who got eight badges. So, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to all the gym leaders, because this is probably the most successful uh, Summer League we've ever had. Um, I'm Also, for all of you that have participated in the Summer League, I'm going to be posting a survey to the website very soon, uh, asking for your comments and opinions and your suggestions on how we can better the Summer League uh, next year. Uh, just because last year, I think we, like, every time I've done a league like this, because I've done these, like, several times, which is really sad, because, like, a lot of people are just like, you've just done the Summer League two years in a row, and it's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. Um, back in 2008, we did the first Summer League, and that went, uh, that went very poorly. Um, we've then done, uh, we've done such things as fall leagues, winter leagues, a bunch of other leagues, uh, where we do the HM leaders and we do it for like three months. And, uh, we've done that several times and every single time I've done it, I've always had to take the, uh, badge requirement down to mm -hmm. like get a substantial number of people into the final tournament. And this year I didn't have to do that because the gym leaders were incredibly reliable. And we so, had enough of them to... We had enough of them to compensate. It. it worked very well comparatively to, like, years previous to this. So I know a lot of, I do know there were some people who were frustrated with, like, gym leaders not showing up for their times and stuff. And uh, some of those things, like, aren't fixable, uh, yeah. per se. Because, first of all, I'm not paying anybody to be a gym leader. Why? We're doing this for free. Um, do get, cut us a little slack if we're not there exactly on time or something. Mm -hmm. Um or if we miss a day because something personal comes up. Uh, most of us, when that happened, though, did try to make it up by coming a different night to make up for it. Right. And maybe we just need a better outlet for informing people that that's going to happen. Yes, yeah. maybe. Maybe better I... use, uh, use uh, what is it, uh, Twitter or Facebook to get those messages out. Yeah, this would be nice. I can actually testify that I saw... A couple of times, people were going to the chat and asking for a gym leader, and then that gym leader showing up by the magic of Shamu within yeah. a few minutes. So That's true. That's true. Shamu is very good at this. Uh, Shamu, as always, he's our tournament coordinator. He's been running the UTC. He ran the PFTT that we had. Uh, he also is going... We're going to be doing another tournament this uh, this 
late September, early October. Uh, we haven't discussed the start date yet. Uh, Shamu and I have an idea for a new tournament. He will be running that one as well. Um, it's my goal this year and probably next year to have like four tournaments for Puckle to have. Um, that would be cool. Uh, that's my plan. Uh, I think I think the formula is going to be the traditional single battles tournament is the UTC every year, um, uh, which stands for for new listeners the Ultimate Underground Tournament of Champions. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're also going to do the Prepare for Trouble tournament and probably make that something more annual. Uh, just yeah. So because it's it's right in the spring, right when everybody's getting excited about VGC, so it's a VGC style tournament. Uh, and then we'll do, keep doing the Summer League, obviously. The Summer League's a big hit. Everybody loves the Summer League. Yep. And... I did love the Summer League. I think I will probably fill out that form by saying, just make it more Europe-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think I think there are a few things that we need to do uh, in relation. Just probably better communication about gym leader times. Uh, we did do a really good job, though, with social media this year, I think. Uh, thanks to Gator, he found a way so it would auto-post when like gym leader time started. Yeah. So I think that was very helpful. It would be good if we would start, like, if somebody has to make a correction to their time or something, that we use social media to inform everybody about that. Um, yeah. But I think this was a this was a very successful year because I did not have to lower the eight badge requirement at all. I've never in the history of running any of these leagues have had to done like have this like luxury. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to those of you who did get eight badges. Uh, I think Snag got them all within like the last week too, which is even yeah. more impressive. He was my uh, only opponent last night and was that, able to That was incredibly impressive. Um yeah. because I do need to make like I think I think another thing I want to do is probably be like here's a starter guide on how to get involved in the summer league. Uh, make some kind of minimal one and be like don't wait until the last minute to start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because that we we had a lot of people show up like the last week. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, I would like to pay, partake in the summer league, and it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's July thirty first. Yeah. Good luck with that. Exactly. I, I, I was actually sort of almost guilty of this <laughs> because I did try to get a few badges in this week, but then I realized yeah. I work, I need to yeah. sleep. <laughs> six got, badges is enough. Mm -hmm. That's really <laughs> yeah, close, though. Like six badges. That's not bad. I was pretty satisfied with it, and then I realized I'm not sure I'm going to have an internet connection in a week. That's true. Why should I like take part in a tournament where I might have to forfeit and make mm -hmm. things a mess for everyone else? I'll just be very, very happy with my six badges. Mm -hmm. You know what the summer league did for me is it made me really get into the mood to battle people on Paco. And... Yeah, I mean, I really uh, back in the heyday. Uh, when I guess I guess I would only call it a heyday because like I was the age that like had the time to go to the chat box every day. <laughs> um, is uh, we would used to go there and we used to just like have pickup battles all the time and I encourage that like if you guys want to go to pucklepodcast dot com go to the chat box and just have a bunch of pickup battles feel free to go do that. Yeah. I actually did that a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a free-for-all with uh, Justin it's, it's a lot of fun. and Hannah Kane and Snag, and they bit my little whimsy got into the ground. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to look more into this. Uh, there might be some streaming in the near future, in the near future for Puckle. By the, by the near future, I mean by the end of the year. Uh so, well, we'll think about that. 
Uh, yeah, so I guess without further ado, uh, let's go check out the news. So cue the epic music. Radio this just in. And on to the news. So there's kind of not a lot of news. Uh, I'm going to start with like a couple smaller things before we go into like the one larger thing we wanted to talk about. The big one. I guess it's not really that big. Uh, I think you're I think you're blowing that out of proportion and getting people's hopes up. Uh, Never know. Uh, the first, the smallest thing is uh, Blaziken has uh, details have been announced about his usage in Pocket Fighters. Uh, we heard that you'd be able to play him in August in arcades. Um, and it looks like he will be available August 6th to August 31st in Japanese arcades, so hopefully we'll get some footage of him, obviously. Um, get some idea of what his moves are and everything. And, uh, but after August 31st, he's gonna be taken out of the game, and you have to wait until a later date for him to come back out, or something like that. Um, so I guess that does open it up for more Pokemon to be out of the game, because I really hope there are more, because right now there's only, like, nine of them confirmed. Right. And typical fighting games have, like, 12-ish? But possibly well, even more. So, I've, Well, if you compare it to, like, Street Fighter or Tekken, mm-hmm. there's a lot more than just yeah. nine. There's, like, 30 of them. Yeah, so I would, I'm hoping there's more than just these nine. Uh, maybe they're they doing it right, and they're waiting, it for, well, they're waiting for, like, a full-on release of the game. I like that the, even though the games are out in Japanese arcades, that there's still, like, hidden aspects of it. Yeah, because, I mean, we're yeah. dealing with a franchise that has a roster of over 720. Yeah, and I think... We're going to get more fighters. I'm, I'm really that. upset that uh, I, I'm hoping that they can use this base package with all of the graphics to give me Pokemon Stadium 3. Yeah. And... Bingo card! Yeah, that's on the bingo card, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we're working on a bingo card, everybody. One day there will be a bingo card that you can, too, play along with with Puckle. Well, there's, a, there's a preliminary There's a preliminary one, one though, but I don't like it oh, 100%. It's, it's uh, something. It's in one of Bjorn's articles, if you guys want to check it out. It's on oh, Bjorn did one? Yeah, didn't oh, you see it? No, I didn't. Shame on you. I, I'm a up. horrible, horrible, been, horrible... living under a rock? Yeah, when did he do this? Like a month ago, maybe. Really? I'm not sure. I'm so upset. I feel so bad. Oh my! Puckle Bingo. There it is. I totally missed it. It was like a month and a half ago. Uh, what is it? The hatch mentions back and forth, Jen. Pokemon Stadium. Okay, I'm keeping this up. <laughs> yes, let's all play Puckle Bingo. I'm playing Puckle Bingo. Uh, I did not know that was on the bingo card. Um. Okay, either way, uh, <laughs> oh man, so moving on, uh, there's been a new, uh, tournament, uh, announced for international players, it's the Pikachu Cup, which is actually very simple, similar to, like, the fairy, whatever they did last year, uh, where you can only use electric-type Pokemon, uh, it's, I believe, single battles, oh, let me double check, no, though. it's double battles, is it, du- oh, it's double battles with electric-type Pokemon, Yes. But you can't use you can't use Zapdos, Raikou, Arceus, Thunderous, or Zekrom. Exactly, no legendaries. But that's actually can't... really nice because that gets rid of like that gets rid of a lot of the powerhouses that are electric type. Yeah, and uh-huh. one interesting, be a very interesting thing is meta. that you can bring Pokemon with the Poketransporter into this mm. cup. 
which I I was thinking it might be because people want to see like the surfing Pikachu, but mm-hmm. that is not actually able to be transported no, forward, so I don't oh. get it. Also, the one thing I know I know about electric ties is that their move pools aren't actually very diverse. Uh, no, it's for the most part, very electric solid, except for uh, maybe um, Electros, maybe more so. But, yeah, uh, you'll you can get. I mean, I I would want to run like Electivire and Zebstrika, and just run like Motor Drive. Yeah, Motor Drive. Uh, Thunder Wave's gonna be completely useless because Electric type Pokemon can't be paralyzed. And exactly. So I I don't know. It's gonna be such a weird meta. Uh, well, so like there's things. also there's also I love the way they're do- doing the prizes for this one as well. Uh, if you partake in typically if you partake in just any of these tournaments, you get like a thousand Pokemon or something. But if yep. Pikachu is in the first uh, usage, st- st- like first through third in like usage for this tournament, there's like a Pikachu, given like a special Pikachu will be distributed. I'm kind of hoping it's a, uh, it's like a uh, surfing Pikachu or something. Yeah, or because totally. those are like impossible to get right now and i mean i have candidacy literally like the week right after this tournament which really upsets me uh the tournament the tournament's uh uh you can register from august 6th to august 13th and the tournament takes place over the 14th to the 16th uh by the way for those of you who are wondering and so like i'm really upset because like i want to partake in it just in case there's like a surfing pikachu distribution yep like i'll use a pikachu if they're going to distribute me uh surfing pikachu because i mean since cosplay Pikachu is a thing, that yeah, that's is actually... true. Cosplay Pikachu might actually be useful in this, right? Yep. Because, like you were saying, Stunfisk is going to probably rock this entire. Thing I don't know if he's going to rock it. I mean, well, Stunfisk. I mean, Stunfisk stats are kind of not good. They're not very good, and I was thinking. Yay, stab earthquake! But you'll have to run it in trick room. But you can't run it in trick room because no electric yeah. type learns trick room. Yeah, true. And like, that's... What's, what's Stunfisk? Yeah, Stunfisk's base speed is thirty-two. He's not yeah. doing he anything. He ain't moving. <laughs> Thatch, I mm-hmm. I have to correct you on one little fact. What do I do? The competition is actually the next weekend. It's uh, the 21st to the 23rd of August. Bull. It says battle period right here, 14th to the 16th. Well, then they have two different dates in two different parts of the website, and they should fix that. Yeah. If you you click the link to the regulations, Mm -hmm. it says that the competition period is... Wait, is this on Pokemon? Are you reading this on Pokemon.com? PokemonGlobalLink.com. Oh, Pokemon yes. Global Link. Okay, so maybe the Global Link, because I was reading it on Cerebi. It might, I might yeah. be if it's literally if it's literally the weekend after that I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. If, if Pokemon Global Link is uh, more reliable than Cerebi, you're yes. in. I'm gonna say that for this part. I'm gonna actually say that it is. Um, let's see. It's registration begins Thursday the 13th. Okay, so yeah, it's probably that week then. Yeah, okay. Thatch is in. Good. <laughs> Thatch is in. I'm getting a surfing Pikachu. Electivire. Electivire is coming. You don't even know. He's coming for you. He's coming. You don't even know. He hit. Do you know that Electivire hits 15 of the 18 types for super effective damage? If you run yeah, correctly? he's got all those punch moves. Uh, but you then again are just playing against electric types. So like that narrows the meta down. So you're like running... like. Maybe Ice Punch for uh, Stunfisk, and you're running uh, Earthquake all the time. 
Maybe something with, like, I would run, like, Electrode, honestly. Yeah, he's, like, ridiculously fast. But we'll talk about this later, because somebody asks yeah. more about this. Um, yeah, it's, I'll go into yeah. more detail later. Um, the other piece of news that we want to talk about that's a little bit larger is that, that we finally got a video, we actually got a picture from the trailer of the new Pokemon that was announced, like the, well, not announced, but the little, like, blob Pokemon. And so it's confirmed to look pretty much exactly like the picture that they drew a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Which is nice to know. Um, the one thing I do want to point out, though, is because uh, I have seen like preliminary like uh, like colorings of this, and now that I see the official coloring of it, it actually uh, Ken Sugimori uh, mentioned that he wanted to go back for Gen Seven. He wanted to go back and make every Pokemon only have like one or two colors in their palette, mm, as opposed to right. a bunch of colors. He wanted to go back to basics in a sense and just go back to just a few colors in the palette and. That's what you see here. It's just green and red, like uh, green body with a red circle. Chest. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really excited because if they go back to that, it's actually really good. Because uh, I was looking at artwork actually between the Gen One, Gen Three artwork for uh, a lot of the Pokemon, and you can see the difference. Like the the very simple like colorings. Yep, it makes yeah. a huge difference, and you know it. It's uh, it's going to be a very old Pokemon feel if they do that with uh, Pokemon in Gen Seven. Mm-hmm. I think I would like that, even though I do enjoy the many colors in like mm-hmm. Generation Six Pokemon. I do like a detailed I, poke. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like I know, those, I know, but, but I also like the old school feel. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's an old school feel. I, I could be pretty hyped for this, and like, I, I, I don't know though. I, I'm really hoping first that we get Z version because I don't want another like two and a half year like generation like black and white. Yeah. I, yeah. I will be. Thoroughly upset if that's the case. And I think we're. Go- I think Z is what's going to happen because oh, it has Z. to if there's a new Zigar yeah. form, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still vaguely convinced we're going to get two games because of that complicated thing with the. Oh, that email actually got deleted. Long story short, <laughs> um, someone found that uh, in order to give a Pokemon that Kalosborn or Gen yeah. Six born Pentagon. Uh, the game reads a number in the Pokemon's data, mm-hmm. and there are two more numbers that give you that pentagon, and then the number after that does not give you a pentagon. So it would make sense that they planned at the very beginning for two more Generation 6 games, but obviously Actually, I wouldn't be surprised by that, right? Um, there are two moves in the game code, Thousand Waves and Thousand Arrows, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so one of them hits flying types. It's a ground-type move that hits flying types. And then another one that just, like, it's it's essentially, like, mean look, but it does damage. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I think looking at that, that, that to me tells me there's going to be, like, two Zygarde forms. Yeah. That's probably going to be true. And, I mean, it's always more money to have two games instead of Obviously. one. Obviously. So. And I'm really hoping that it's kind of sequel-ish. The sequels are always really good. Yeah, I yeah. like those. I, I would prefer that than to replay the same game again, but... Oh. No, no, we'll find out what happens. Absolutely. I want Zygarde to get, like, the big, the recognition that it deserves. Because, I mean, it got the short end of the stick with X it, and Y. It actually did. I was really surprised. It wasn't like, I mean, it was exactly, just exactly like Kyrem. Never mind. Yeah. Kyrem, Kyrem got a short end of the stick before Black and White 2. But uh, then he, you get... But Black, Giratina Black did not, White. by any means. Like, yeah, Giratina was Diamond like Pearl. a powerhouse back there. Ghost Dragon, are you kidding me? 
Well, I dare you to short to like treat Giratina in, in, with less than the respect it deserves. It's going to destroy you. Kyurem <laughs> and Zygarde, not so much. Yeah. Well, Kyurem's got its two forms now, but Zygarde still doesn't have anything. He'll have forms. It's gonna be. Fine. He's got his forms yeah. coming, and they look amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 we'll find out what it is. He looks like though. freaking Cthulhu walking out. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, yeah. So that's it can for I the news. Just, can I just say yeah. one last thing yeah, about this little green blobby thing? Mm -hmm. That it looks like a pre-evolution for Larvitar, but I really, really hope it is not. I mean, if they if they did that, I would be super upset. Now, I can you imagine, that, like, uh, four been, evolution stages plus four evolution stages have no, really... No, Four evolution stages have kind of, like... Because people have been asking for, like, a fourth evolution, right? And I felt like that's kind of, like, dirty and not very Pokemon. Yeah, yeah and, I mean... And then... And then, uh, then they answered that. I think I think they answered that request from the fan base in a very good way by introducing Mega Evolution. I agree. And yeah. I'm hoping that that stays the case. I pref I prefer Mega Evolution over Fourth Stage Evolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. You ask me. Although looking at this little bouncing blob of happy of one-eyed happiness, if you <laughs> if you ask me, he does give me a very Zygarde-esque feel when I look at him. Zygarde has no right. Don't don't. Take that out of context. I'm not taking it out of context. I'm taking it for context. <laughs> Either way. That's what I, that's what I get from That's it. fine. Uh, so. so yeah, that's it for the news. So after the small break, we'll head right to the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. Gator here to tell you how you can love us more. Here at Pokemon Underground Champion League's podcast, we both want and need your undying affection. But Gator, you ask, how can I do that? It's easy. Follow our Twitter and Tumblr like us on Facebook, subscribe to the Puckle subreddit, find us on YouTube, and if you find yourself with a couple extra dollars, consider donating to the show. 100% of donations go to the community and keeping the show running. I love you. And on to the topic, as promised last week, we are doing an episode about underappreciated Pokemon, so these are just Pokemon that we think, either competitively or just design-wise, got the short end of the stick. You know? And people think they're absolutely useless, you can't use them, or something like that. And uh, we're here to give some discussion and try to, like, validate their existence. I think, I think that's, the, that's, that's the gist of it, right? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. That's the gist of it. Okay, so Fluffiest has a very long list, so I'm going to let her start with at least one. Okay, I will shorten my list, <laughs> and I will start with Chinchino. Chinchino? Yes. I think, yeah, done. Okay. <laughs> yep. Except except done. on random battles. Uh, random battles, because I think it gets skill link, right? Yes, uh, it gets skill link and technician, and it has all yeah. of the link moves, like rock blast, yeah. bullet seed, it's like, tail step. It's like a super useful Pokemon, actually. It's that, yeah, and I, it's, not, it's not terribly not bulky. No, it's pretty decent. It's just, I guess it's not better than anything else, and like now you have like Mega Heracross, so Mega okay, okay. So Mega but... Heracross, I I don't think is the world's best skill linker. No, probably uh, not. I I definitely prefer Chinchino. Uh, or actually, if I was gonna run a skill linker, I would probably run something. The, my only experience, like really, like being very intimate with skill link, is Little Cup. Uh, <laughs> actually, because uh, I run an Apom. Typically in Little Cup. I have like four or five Little Cup teams now. I've just gone like all out. 
Um, also, I ranked again in Little Cup, FYI. Um, and either way, uh, I was uh, I, I run an APOM, and so like I use Skill Link Fury swipes like all the time. Mm-hmm. But Chinchino, I've used several times in like random battles. No, Chinchino is is pretty good. I think his problem is that it has really sucky defenses, and its typing has pretty much no resistances except the immunity to ghost. So, well, I mean, normal it, typing, that's that's what you get with normal typing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not He gets tail so slap, great. though. He gets tail slap, which is, tail like, is super fantastic. more powerful fury swipes. It's fantastic. And it's uh, it's pretty much Chinchina's signature move, and it's, uh, yeah. you know, you, you have a choice. You can do skill link so that you have, essentially, base 125 moves, or you can use technician, so that your uh, mm-hmm. your multiple hit moves are still powerful, and you can give him a king's rock, which is really evil. Ooh, that would be actually really evil. You can also he's use... like really fast. He goes first a lot. He's got a base yeah, one fifteen. Yeah, one fifteen is really good. It's almost mm-hmm. like Greninja or Whimsicott or <laughs> or Whimsicott. Yeah, Whimsicott uh. is one one sixteen. <laughs> it's just a tiny bit. Fast. I mean, do you even care about its speed? Because it's running prankster like. 90% of the time. You do just because in VGC you can mm, taunt uh, Thundurus fair. before it taunts you. That's fair. That's yeah, the no, only Chinchino, reason. That's actually a good choice. That's actually a good choice. How yeah. about you, Viger? You, ha- you have a couple, I know. Magnemite. Of course, Magnemite. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Magnemite's actually that uh, bad. I know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's talking about that freaking Magnemite again. Well, let me explain. I wrote an article about it. I wrote an article. <laughs> But Magnemite is just like one of those Pokemon that's just it just keeps getting more and more stuff messed around with it. I mean, it's an electric steel Pokemon mm-hmm. and every single one of its Pokemon Pokedex entries states that it floats or levitates or even goes so far as to defy gravity, yet it does not have the ability levitate. And uh, you that, can't get Magnet Rise though. You can get Magne- Magnet Rise or you can throw an air balloon on it. Airborne. As well, and I think that, and I think that's why Magnet Rise was even put in, in the first place, was uh, to satisfy the need for floating floating Magnemite. Question: Does anybody know but, if uh, Recycle works with Air Balloon? Uh, what I've heard, I I let me look that up. I, I think that's a very good question. Yeah, if Recycle can work then, because yeah, Recycle is one of those like very. I don't know what items it'll work on. It yeah, seems me... like it can work. On air balloon? Is it just disposable items? Or is it like... Well, it... Though I've always seen recycle work on berry juice. Yeah, I know it a... works on berry juice, but that's like a berry. And yeah. I know but... I know a lot of people will use sturdy magnemite with berry juice and recycle in Little Cup, like, all the time. Yeah. It, it's literally just, like, the biggest gimmick ever. Uh, what's worse, though, is when you can, like, knock off the berry juice yeah. and you get there before they can uh they can recycle. That's right. that's the way to handle it. But I, I mean I've also seen that strategy used in like other places as well. Um level one magnemites like all the time with berry juice and recycle. That happens far too often. What so... yeah, what it says is recycle allows the user to regain a held item. Okay. So maybe it'll be, it might very well work with... Uh... Recycle cannot restore items that were transferred to another Pokemon, such as Thief, or items that were knocked off. So, Yeah, you use knockoff and you can get rid of it. Yeah. So, yeah, you can use Recycle to replenish that air balloon if needed. 
That'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting thought. <clears throat> but unfortunately for Magnemite and any of its evolutions, it's not particularly fast, so you're constantly having to recycle your air balloon every time it gets popped. Mm-hmm. Until you just decide, you know what, I'm just going to attack now. But that's where the mind games come in. Yeah. But, yeah, Magnemite is just like, he's the first Pokemon that ever received type change, having Steel-type put on to his... He was the only Pokemon that was retconned before Gen 6. Yeah. He was the... Two months. Yeah. Yep. Before Fairy-type was introduced, Magnemite and Magneton were the first to get any sort of change done to them. So, sorry, Whimsicott. <laughs> Magmite did it first. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Fairy is so much cuter than Steel. Yep, he's a little floating ball of awesome. But he's just he's just an all around amazing Pokemon in my opinion. And the fact that he just keeps getting like shunted onto Oh, he can't float, or oh, he's part of the enemy, or oh, he's just oh, Clement's got a Magnemite, but we're just choosing not to let him use it ever again. <sighs> you really know how to push my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. on on my end, I I I've mentioned this Pokemon previously today. Uh, I think Electivire has been just shunted in the yes. past few years. Um, he was he used to be a big deal. Like, way back. Big deal, Gen 4. Gen 4, he was a big deal. He was an OU powerhouse, and you'd see him all the time. Now, in a... Gosh, I said back in Gen 4. Um, Bingo card! <laughs> Bingo card. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, either way, now he's NU. He's like NU, and it just... It really surprises me, because he's got, like, these really awesome stats to, like, handle NU with. And, like, yeah. I would at least expect him to be in, like, RU or something, right? No, all the way to the bottom, and you, and it's just like, but why? But why? Good Pokemon. He's really good. He's got base 123 attack, base 95 speed. I think he's something, uh, like, he was very gimmicky. I'll give him that, until he got right. his, uh, until he got, I believe, his hidden ability. Um, well, his hidden ability is also really bad, uh, except mm-hmm. for the fact that it won't fall asleep. Uh... So it's a good way, I guess, to counter Amoongus in some in some ways. Right. You can run yeah, Vital Spirit but... to uh to like counter Amoongus, but Motor Drive is like the very gimmicky way to get around that, right? Uh, yeah. Very gimmicky because there used to be the Gyarados Electivire core, where you used to just send out Gyarados. The guy's gonna be like, yeah, this was before Team Preview, by the way. This is exactly. why this that's is why the, it worked. That's the issue. Uh, <laughs> team pre- team pre- Preview Team Preview ruined, ruined a lot of things. Uh, team preview ruined a lot of my favorite things. Yeah, the element of surprise was always something that you needed to take into account with Pokemon battles. But mm-hmm. now, no. Team preview is made of a much different game. And so, you know, you used to be able to bait him with uh, Gyarados and then switch into Electivire, get the speed boost. And a one and a half time speed boost on a base 95 speed is very significant. Uh, it allows you to just outrun everything you want to outrun. And that's really, really good. I mean, he he can hit, like I said, uh, I don't think I said this on the show, I think I was talking to you guys, uh, 15 out of 18 types super effectively, if you run the right moveset. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I think he's a very useful Pokemon that needs to see a little bit more light of day. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I mean, he was in a... like a baton pass, you know. Send a, get, I will, throw I will... a baton pass this way for a speed boost. 
I will go on record in saying that in the Gen 4 anime, the final battle between Electivire and Infernape in the Pokemon League had to have been, like, one of the best moments in the anime that I had seen. Like, in a long, long time. Electivire, honestly, was the first Gen 4 Pokemon that I had seen before Gen 4 was uh, released. And this was, like, right before I started Puckle. So there's obviously, like, some good, uh, some good, like, memories there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and so... Electivire. Uh, Electivire. The electric Pokemon. I don't know, actually, what is... What is <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what is. Uh, actual species. The Thunderbolt Pokemon. That's what it is. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Whimsicott, you've got a list. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I've pretty much exhausted the competitive part of my list. <laughs> With one Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think any of my other Pokemon are really any good but you know are these are pokemon that are despised or forgotten and that i like and i think my next one might be blossom blossom okay that's fair that's fair yep blossom was a pokemon i was really excited about when i when it first came out because i really like the audition line but i was never fully satisfied with wild plume maybe because you know, it's a rough pleasure, and I know that rough pleasures are like one of the stinkiest thing you can you can find in the world. And I don't know, maybe that put me off. Maybe I don't know what it was, but when when we saw Blossom dancing in that movie, yeah, that's fair. I I fell in love with Blossom, and you know, probably grass is a worse typing than grass poison. And maybe its its speed is like terrible, but I still think Blossom is like worth a try because it has all the usual stuff that a grass Pokemon has. Its main ability, not its hidden ability, its main ability is chlorophyll, mm-hmm. and so you can get around its really terrible speed stat. And uh, I don't know, I just love it, and it's shiny, is amazing, and I have a shiny Oddish that I caught with Dexnav, and it's going to be a beautiful pink blossom one day. <laughs> That's all for flower, that. and it's going to be pretty and everything. Yeah, so cute, and it looks like a Hawaiian dancer, and so yeah. I named my, my future blossom Ohana. <laughs> That's perfect. That's actually perfect. Wow. Love it. Oh man, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Blossom's actually a really good choice. I actually yeah. really like that. Uh, what about you, buddy? Actually... You had you had another one. Yep, I'm going right down with more machine Pokemon, and my second one would be Porygon. Porygon, of course. Porygon. Porygon. Uh, I guess in the anime, he kind of got the short. Yeah, end. he's uh, he's the one with the most infamous reputation. Despite I mean, I think it would have been interesting if, like, in the league you saw somebody with, like, a Porygon, like, in the anime. And not yeah, even just, like, a Porygon, but, like, a Porygon Z or something. That would be really cool. Yeah, just, it's about, we've gone six generations. I think we can finally put this one to bed. Let's bring Porygon back. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Crowdfunded, people. Let's do, <laughs> Let's do this. Crowdfund Crowd- Porygon. Kickstarter to bring Porygon back? Yes. But, as we all know... Any Pokemon fan knows Porygon's infamous reputation in the anime with episode 38, Electric Soldier Porygon. Mm-hmm. It was its debut. It was its debut episode, and 
during the episode, a bunch of missiles get shot at uh, Ash and his friends, all riding on top of a Porygon. And Pikachu launches a Thunderbolt attack at the missile, and because it's all in cyberspace, the explosion is a strobe effect of a shifting (laughs) red and blue pattern. That was such a horrible decision. Who decided Apparently, Apparently that doesn't work, and apparently anybody who was watching it before its release didn't get affected by it. Mm -hmm. But on... I mean, it is very rare, because you think about how many people were probably watching Pokemon at that time. Stat, you're doing... calling it rare? There over 600 children. 600 people <laughs> out of millions. Yeah, true. But okay, still. then do the math there. Almost 600 kids or people who were just catching a glimpse of, the, of that one shot uh, were suddenly admitted to the hospital for epileptic seizures. It was vomiting. like 631. What I find interesting is the age range was like 4 to like 63. Yeah, so... It's basically a test of, do you suffer from epileptic seizures because of strobe effects? Watch this, and let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I've watched but, the episode yeah. myself. Yeah, I... Uh, I it, watched the it's sub. The reason, it's the reason why, in, like, during most GameCube games, there was always that notice of, if you suffer from epileptic fits... No, no Porygon literally made made that, like, a standard for, like, TV shows. It yeah. did it for video games, because it's the beginning of a lot of video games. Yeah, now, and... which is which is sad. It's sad because I guess you could say nicknaming your Porygon Azazel would be a, actually a very wise choice because Azazel is a scapegoat, and that's basically what Porygon was. It was. It wasn't even Porygon's fault. It's just because the the episode featured Porygon. Yeah, yeah because it's... it was his debut, and Pikachu was the one that actually destroyed the missiles, which caused the Pikachu effect. should be shamed. Yeah, Pikachu should not be yes. in any more episodes whatsoever. <laughs> Give us the Porygon Pikachu. instead. Porygon's the new mascot of Pokemon. <laughs> but, I think Porygon. Yeah. I think the evolution line is very interesting and done very yes. well because it definitely like it seems to have evolved with like graphics at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So like Porygon is just very polygonal and looks like a game or a Nintendo sixty four like s graphic. Yeah, polygonal. Yeah, and then you yes. get then you get uh you know Porygon two, which is a bit more slim and it looks a little bit more fine tuned. Uh, I do I like Porygon Z with the implication that it was like a virus attached to Porygon two, a yes. glitch. Yeah, no. it's, just, it's like it's essentially uh, it, it's it's assumed that like it's a virus. It's a mod. <laughs> it's a virus. Hardcore it's... virus. It's yes. an unauthorized mod, and yeah. so it it like glitches crazily from oh time to time. Oh my gosh, my favorite mod all time in Pokemon is uh, if you play uh, Leaf Green and Fire Red on an emulator mm-hmm. instead of on like, the cartridge. There's mm-hmm. actually like there's actually a protocol installed in the file. Yeah, that allows it to detect whether it's being played on the emulator or on the cartridge, and uh, you can't get past like the Sevi Islands. Because mm. uh, the guy that's supposed to like get you on the boat to go to the Sevi Islands will say you should buy the game. <laughs> oh, I love wow. that kind of stuff. Like, it's, there's like it's a legitimate thing. Like that one wow. game that if you pirate it, you can do everything, but your weapons only shoot chickens. Uh, my favorite I thing is actually uh, this, so they made a video game called uh, Game Developer Tycoon. Uh, and the guy, right. the guy purposely, re- like the same day the game came out, he released his own torrented version of it. <laughs> and what he did was he changed it so that uh, there's a certain point of the game that you just continuously lose a bunch of money. Like you'll build it up, and then you'll get like a hundred million dollars or something as a company. And then what happens is uh, pir- piracy happens, and like your money just gets drained instantly. And there's like pirates took your game. 
Wow. And there's wow. just like a bunch of like, how do you fix this? How do you stop people from pirating your games? Because like a bunch of people pirated the game. That is so beautiful. It was uh, it was definitely one of my favorite things. So yeah, Porygon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Porygon. pirated Porygon. Oh man, another underrated. Uh, what do I think I is underrated? Let me think. Oh, I've there... got an, I've, I've got one more on. Let me. Tab, oh, unless I've got, got a million more. <laughs> <laughs> Just say the word. <laughs> Just say the word. I think. Uh, I don't, I wanted to say Toxic Croak, but that, that's not true at all. Um, no. <laughs> he's, he's very much so in the UU tier. In the UU tier, he's a super threat. He is, like, a major, major threat. Like, a lot of these Pokemon that I would have said, like, were underappreciated, like, got the appreciation through, like, Mega Evolution. Yeah, and, I was thinking and, the same thing like, when like I was... Like, Heracross did, and, you know, like, a lot of Pokemon I would have I would have deemed underappreciated are much, much more appreciated than they are. Are now, like, Mega Evolving. Yeah, like, like, they're, yeah. They, like they, they have gotten appreciation. Except, and, me, except uh, Mega Garchomp. <laughs> Mega Garchomp was unnecessary, I think. Exactly, yeah. he didn't need a Mega Evolution. Uh, people don't even run a Mega typically anymore. Anyway, oh, they'll, they'll run. Uh, they'll run just Mega. They'll just run Garchomp by itself. Like that's the preferred method, honestly, because he gets a speed drop. And the reason Garchomp was good was because of his speed. Like He's that was honestly the reason that Christ. back in Gen Four, Garchomp got banned. Uh, Bingo was, card! Yeah, I already said it, so you don't get it twice. Uh, no, you don't. Pity. And, and either way, but he, <laughs> no, uh, he but Garchomp, card. like, his speed was, uh, is, like, base 102, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Which was just enough to outrun anything that he needed to outrun. And that was the reason Garchomp got banned in Gen 4. Because there wasn't anything to really, like, get him really well. I mean, Weavile. Like, Weavile! That's a nice underappreciated Pokemon, actually. Uh, <sighs> I think Weavile's very underappreciated. Is it still, like, I think it's still in the OU tier, if I'm not mistaken. It might be borderline. It's, I, they cleared out the borderline tier quite recently. Oh, then it's probably OU. It's OU. It's OU. But it's probably, like, very bottom of OU. And yeah. It, you know, because... he's got a super attack, super speed. His defenses are absolutely awful. And it's just that Mach Punch is a thing on many OU Pokemon, mm-hmm. so... Mach Punch is everywhere, but he also does... He, he gets Ice Shard to counter, kind of counteract that. Yeah, Focus I mean, Sash, Ice Shard, but... Ice Shard, Focus Sash, and maybe, like, Icicle Crash or something. Um, I guess it's just risky to use it. I I mean, somebody was talking about it last week, actually, in a mailbag. I forget who it was. And Weavile, Weavile's really good. Um, I, I, I mean, I've been meaning to jump back in and, like, start building OU teams again because I got sidetracked by Little Cup really bad. <laughs> and so, because I'm, like, really good at Little Cup and I'm, like, only okay at OU. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely, I think Weavile sounds like an interesting option to try to build a team around. Yeah. I think I'm gonna try that now that he's OU and he's figured out his life again. <laughs> He is no longer a math major. Uh, how about one more from each of you, and then we'll then we'll call it quits. All right. Just one. Just one. Okay. Awesome. That's all I had left. Was one more. <laughs> then you should go Viger because I want to keep mine for last. I think we agreed on this. Okay. All right. So my last one again. I'm super original. Clean Clang. Clean Clang. The gear Pokemon. Don't know why, but it was basically. I. Lock I one of, it, 
You're right. You're one hundred percent right. <laughs> it's what it is one of my favorite Pokemon from Gen five because of the machine like qualities yeah. that it has, mm-hmm. but that's besides the point. I mean it's I really liked uh him in the anime actually in the uh in the Zekrom Reshram movie. Yes. He like Clint locks Clint... in and like flies the helicopter things. Yeah, because he's literally the motor for it, so I thought that was it's... very interesting. I really it's... liked I really liked that like usefulness aspect of him. Yeah. It's like the pr- the practicalities with Clink Clang and its uh, other pre evolutions mm-hmm. is it's really interesting to put into real world context mm-hmm. as to what you would be able to do with a machine Pokemon like them. But unfortunately, we all know Clink Clang is one of your least viable choices if you were actually going to do any battling. Uh, I mean, whatsoever. it's in the same tier as Electivire, so that means something, as... right? Well, Electivire can literally take Clink Clang to Pound Town. With That's not true. Clink Clang's his... got a really good uh, defense stat at base 115. True. Uh, his abilities are garbage, though. That's the problem. His, it's only clear body that you want. Clear body and minus and plus. Like, what is that garbage? No, <laughs> just clear body. No, he gets clear body and minus and plus. No, just clear body. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously, but he gets get minus and plus. If you really want to run, like, him on a doubles team, I guess? Yeah. If, uh, if but pure steel is not, like, a good enough type for this, honestly. Yeah, you need something else tacked on to it to give it any sort of... Mm-hmm power behind it. I would I could seriously see Kling Kling being retyped to having electric steel as its no, type because I don't think that's ever gonna happen. Well because a majority of its moves are electric. It does it does learn a lot of electric moves, I'll give you that. But it also learns like uh oh, I was reading. Uh even he, I guess you're right. He learns normal steel and like And electric. electric <laughs> that is he, his move pool is very shallow. I think that's the one yes. thing that hurts him more than anything. And unfortunately uh it's signal if you, beam. Want to, if you want to run a clink clang to its effectiveness, you almost always have to have gear grind and shift gear of as course. two of its moves. So it's Clink Clang is easily predictable whenever mm-hmm. it's thrown out because you know. I mean, it's it's it, that's that's its main reason. That's that's the reason with like a lot of competitive Pokemon aren't good is because they they have shallow move pools, right? Yeah. And yes. when you're a one trick pony, it's really hard to innovate. Mm-hmm. And that's that's will, really the problem. But I will say, its two signature moves are very very useful. Oh, gear that. grind and uh, like. Like it learns Rock Smash, but you, why would you ever go with Rock Smash when you can use uh, when you can use Shift Gear? Yeah, because Shift Gear not only does what Rock Smash does, but also gives you an attack boost. Uh, the attack then, boost uh, will then help you with Gear Grind. <laughs> yep, they'll both work in tandem. Shift Gear yeah. raises your speed by two stages, and you're attacked by one, mm-hmm. and then Gear Grind hits twice. So Gear Grind would Clean Clean would actually be, make a very good uh, very good like fairy check. Yes. Uh, for mm-hmm. like, for like, and then you maybe against like Slurpuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slurpuff is I know very good in that new. And with any like rock Pokemon like like a uh, Gigalith that has sturdy gear grind is a good check to that mm-hmm. as well, being super effective and then knocking the sturdy right off. Mm-hmm. So it's that would have been very useful to go through like yeah white with Clink Clink does have Bulldor Bulldor yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yes, Clink Clang was a was a cakewalk to level up in uh, Victory Road in uh, black and white. Let's move on but... to Winsicott. Okay, so my last one is one that I think is underrated by 
the whole Pokemon world at large. Mm-hmm. Raichu. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes. I forgot yes. we had talked about that. I like how a lot of the Pokemon we talked about today have been electric types and, like, steel types. Because they're uh, so underappreciated. Well, I, I, I think I think we've literally <laughs> just named the two the two types of Pokemon that ha- typically have very shallow move pools. True. Because, and I think I think that is definitely like a very big problem. Like move pool yes. move pool like depth is a very huge issue that I don't think anybody really talks about. It's what it can make or break a Pokemon. It really it really can. Uh, if you That's don't get a very good move set, you're kind of just done. But Raichu, what is he right now? He's NU, obviously. Raichu um, is NU. Uh, he but... got he got a speed boost this gen though. Exactly. He and got a that... speed boost. <laughs> See, he did. Raichu. He got he got a base one. He went from base one hundred speed to base one ten. Yes, he did. And that's what what makes it really really good in VGC. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll tell you how. Elaborate. Okay, so Raichu is alright. It's frail. We all know it. You probably need to give it a focus sash or an air balloon. Mm-hmm. We all know that. But Raichu in VGC, base speed of 110 makes it faster than a really big part of the metagame. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Raichu has maybe not a lot of coverage because, like, if you look at. You got a lot at, of support, though, right? At sets. Exactly. Like, maybe maybe you have to run Hidden Power for coverage, but what you can do is Raichu is super fast, and it learns Encore, mm-hmm. and you all know how terrible a fast Encore can be in VGC, because you've yep. seen a whimsical in action. <laughs> and Raichu learns Fake Out, which is huge in VGC, mm-hmm. and Raichu learns one little move called Faint. And in a format like VGC, where every Pokemon has Protect, having a move that breaks through the Protect and allows your slower Pokemon, and most of your Pokemon will be slower than Raichu, to hit a Pokemon that has Protected, that is huge. Absolutely mm-hmm. huge. It is a game changer. It is, and not many people expect it, not many people use it, because this combination of moves is, I think maybe exclusive to Raichu or almost exclusive to Raichu and Raichu, as we mentioned is really frail and it does not have a lot of coverage options but Mm -hmm. if you have a team that needs Raichu, then Raichu just works in a wonderful way. It should also be known that because surfing Pikachu is a thing, then surfing Raichu is also another thing, too. Oh my gosh, yes it is. Okay, so uh, as a kid playing Pokemon Stadium... Oh, oh yes. my gosh. Lieutenant <laughs> Surge had a surfing Raichu, so like your plan's like, I'm gonna go in there with a bunch of ground types, I'm gonna win. And then you don't. And then Raichu literally hops on because his tail. Because Raichu is the Tia. fastest surf surfer than like any Pokemon. It was the most annoying thing in the world. It was something that you just weren't expecting. Because mm-hmm. you're just expecting some like like for it to use double edge or slam or something else exactly. other than Friggin' surf. But hopefully, with that Pikachu distribution, if it is a surfing Pikachu distribution, well, then that means it's surfing Raichu. I would really dig a surfing Pikachu distribution. That like, would you be don't amazed. even understand. Like, if they yeah. if they let you do surfing Pikachu, because you haven't been able to get one, I think, since, like, Gen 4. And Maybe even Gen 3, I don't remember. No, Gen 4, for sure. Because you get one from oh. Pokemon Battle Revolution, or yeah. you can get one from the Poke Walker for Leaf Green Fire Red. 
Yeah. So or at least, it not was... leaf green, fire red, heart gold, soul silver. What did I just say? Uh, wow. Wow. Where is where is your head right yeah, exactly. now? Exactly. <laughs> that was garbage. Uh, either way. But yeah, if we just haven't had a surfing Pikachu at all. Nobody has mm -hmm. one by legal means. Yeah, you can't and, have one right now. No. I would really. Yeah. Do, I hope. I hope surfing Pikachu is the prize for that tournament. We'll yeah. find out. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd want it. We'll find out. So it's just a shame that you can't take your old Pikachu that new surf to like the. No, no, it's understandable because it's an HM. Uh, HMs make perfect sense to me because if, let's say, uh, you didn't actually collect the fishing rods in Ruby and Sapphire, and you went ahead and you were on Moss Deep City, and then you gave away all of your Pokemon that new surf. You're stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Got to reset. <laughs> Very important. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So without further ado, let's go over to the commercial break. We'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. Are you craving a delicious poultry meal but looking for a healthier alternative? Try the all-new Kentucky Grilled Torchic. It's the same crazy amount of calories as the fried version, but it's actually grilled in front of the Torchic's brethren, who are then released into the wild. You can be sure that running from a flock of angry Blaziken will make you fit in no time. The purchase of Kentucky Grilled Torchic product constitutes a liability rate for any injury, maiming, or death caused by the angry Blaziken. Kentucky Grilled Torchic! Now with a speed boost option for our most athletic customers. Poke of the episode. And welcome back to the show. We're back with our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 181, Ampharos, the light Pokemon. The tail's tip shines brightly and can be seen from far away. It acts as a beacon for lost people. Ampharos gives off so much light that it can be seen even from space. People in the old days used the light of this Pokemon to send signals back and forth with others far away. All that right. Like evolution so, hair dough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm fabulous. The uh, this is another underappreciated electric type. Uh, very <laughs> much so, I think, because again, it has a very shallow move pool, right? If you look at its move pool, it's uh, it actually it gets, doesn't. Uh, I think it's a pretty shallow move pool uh, comparatively to a lot of things. Like, uh, excuse me, it gets Dragon Pulse, Signal Beam. I mean, uh, it's better than Jolteon, yes. Power Gem. I mean, but it's power gem. Well, if you need a, a rock type... Well, look at glass half-empty thatch over. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good description. Uh, that's a very good description. Yeah, but... I, I mean, it. I loved... Back in Gen 2, uh, I actually really enjoyed Ampharos. It was like... It was my Feraligator Ampharos like buddy combo. They were like best friends. I always thought they fist bumped, high fives all the time. Oh. I actually used to run uh, <laughs> before I could actually competitively battle, and it was Gen two, so it didn't matter anyway. Um, I used to run like Zap Cannon on my Ampharos Ooh. and stuff uh, because Zap Cannon was a TM in Gen two. Surprisingly, not anymore. Uh, not unsurprisingly, it's Zap Cannon. Uh, Fifty percent accuracy with a one hundred percent chance to paralyze. Well, but now... Oh, it actually it actually has Zap Cannon with, for, yes, uh, with, with the, a heart uh, scale. With a heart scale. I think I think Zap Cannon... I see Zap Cannon to some extent as the signature move of Ampharos. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, it can be learned by a number of other Pokemon, obviously. 
But I yeah. always thought that Ampharos was like the main user of that move. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was intended for Ampharos. That's what it that's what right. I should say. It was it was intended for Ampharos. And, and I don't know. I've never seen the move Ion Deluge before. Ion it's Deluge? New. It's it's a Gen Six yeah, move. Yeah, it's a I new think. move. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why. And I don't run uh I, I, I don't, don't think it's Ampharos. good. Uh it's from what I'm can read it's uh for the remainder of the current turn turn all normal type moves used by any pokemon on the field become electric type instead oh that would stats if oh electivire can learn this that would be interesting for electivire and it's and but they do specify for the remainder of the current turn so it's only lasts for as long as if electivire could switch in on something that was going to just like return spam it and yeah. used and got that off before the other Pokemon did. I think that would be very interesting. Yeah, uh, it's probably so not. I... It's probably not useful for uh, Pokemon for the uh, Ampharos. Ampharos has a base like fifty speed. Yeah, and so it's from not going to be very I... useful there. But yeah, from what I can well... see though, Ampharos looks more like a build for a doubles battle. Uh... Most likely, no. Maybe I'm looking at magnetic flux for that, but. Me- Ampharos is actually used in a couple of ways in mm-hmm. singles. It's it's UU. Uh, it's in the UU yes. tier, for those of you who are wondering. Is, uh, Mega Ampharos a... is huge. Mega Ampharos is really good in UU, and what you can do with it are one of two things. One, you can make a really bulky set, mm-hmm. even with Cotton Spore if you want. Mm-hmm. But uh, mostly people uh, will try to use that huge special attack stat, and mm-hmm. you're going to say, well, it can't be a sweeper, it has a base speed of 45. Trick room. Well, it actually <laughs> happens to be so that if you make a modest Mega Ampharos, but you max out its speed, Ampharos gets agility as an egg move. And if you use yeah. agility with that spread, it's going to outspeed Greninja mm-hmm. after an agility. And it's actually bulky enough that it will probably manage to set up most of the time. So it's not that bad. It's just not OU. It's not It's not perfect. I mean, it, it does work in the UU tier. And yeah. It works very well in the UU tier, which is why it's there. But... Uh, it's just one of those guys that just got shoved down and forgotten about. It was like one of the first megas we heard about, and it kind of just got forgotten. Yes, and it was it's more of a. It was more of a. It was more of a joke because of that hair that just suddenly popped up. I wonder if Mega Ampharos actually will be using the uh, Pikachu uh, cup. Probably. That's interesting. I mean, it, I, I mean, it's a double resistance to electric type moves. Exactly. Nobody's gonna be running and... electric. If you're running electric type moves, it feels like a little messed up. But Ion Deluge actually sounds like a really good idea. It can uh, learn electric terrain and flatter as well as egg moves, hmm. which uh, are kind of interesting in doubles. Yeah. That could be interesting. Uh, yeah. So I guess for the most part, that's Ampharos. <laughs> Let's see. Let's oh, get to yeah, trivia. Should, there, there's mention, only two things. It's got the same species. We, sorry. Or, <laughs> what were, what were you going to say? No, it competitively... We should mention that it learns Volt Switch. Yes. <laughs> which, on a very slow Pokemon, can be very useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just that. Yeah, Volt Switch. So, yeah. 
Uh, as far as trivia goes, there's only two bits. Uh, Ampharos has the same species name as Lantern. They're both the light Pokemon. And Mega sense. Ampharos has the, and Mega Ampharos has the highest special attack and special defense base stats, and the highest single base stat of all electric type Pokemon. Which also means that Mega Ampharos has the highest base stat total of all non-legendary electric type Pokemon. So I guess you could say that with the Pikachu Cup, I met seeing Mega Ampharos should be expected. I don't know. It's just it's just like there's so I mean with that with that logic, uh, so. it learns bulldoze, but it's not it's not a physical sweeper, and so I don't know. I could see. I guess he could run like I I have I was honestly no idea what you would see. I that like yeah. it just seems like a very very weird tier in the Pikachu Cup. It's going to be a very interesting meta. Yeah, I, its name actually is. I found this to be really interesting. Ampharos is the combination of ampere or amp, yeah. a measure of electrical current, and pharos, which is Greek for lighthouse. Mareep is uh, yes. is uh, is an anagram of ampere, the unit for electric current, and then you have uh, right. flaffy, which is flaffy for flaffy. Uh, Hi, yeah. fluffiness. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think flaffy actually means anything. So but yeah, flaffy is the way a sheep would say fluffy. Fluffy. <laughs> so literally, Ampharos means... So literally, Ampharos means Amp Lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. By that logic. It's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the lighthouse. It makes sense. And Mega Ampharos is fabulous. <laughs> uh, okay. So if you want to know more Pokemon comp- competitive stuff, we do a, co- a lot of articles on PokemonPodcast.com. You can go check those out. Uh... Sublime has been doing a weekly VGC article where you can talk about how to run. You can ask him about Mega Ampharos and see if he can write up an article uh, about Mega Ampharos and the VGCs. You could even, which I don't think would be very successful, uh, but <laughs> uh, you could also uh, you could also go read Bjorn's opinion articles and maybe get a bingo card. Uh, the fluffiest whimsicott right here. Uh, her articles about her interviews and adventures in various towns around the Pokemon world. And uh, Jushiro on the TCG. I forgot to talk about the TCG. Uh, I don't know if there's any Ampharos cards currently. Uh, because the new rotation just happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not sure so. about the TCG what cards are left. Oops, I clicked Flappy. Mm, there's a Mega Ampharos X. Is there really? EX? Yeah. Okay. There, there's an Ampharos EX and a Mega Ampharos EX in Bandit Ring. There's oh, so they're coming. Uh, they're coming. They're on their way. Yeah. There, there are two of them. And I think uh, Rulers of the Heavens is out of Oh, there's game, actually an Ancient right? Origins Ampharos as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ancient Origins is Bandit Ring. My bad. I, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Uh, I'm dumb. Yeah, but, so yeah, Ampharos, and, yeah, so we're getting one very soon. I don't know if it's good or not. Um, Sparkling Tail for two electric energy, two colorless energy on the Ampharos is, uh, this attack's damage isn't affected by weakness, resistance, or other effects of your Pokemon's active Pokemon, and it does 100 damage. That's not too bad. No. Uh, For four energy, that's not too bad. And then, uh, let's see what Mega Ampharos has in store for everybody. Do-do-do. If it actually opens up for me. There we go. Uh, you, uh, it does for the same amount of energy, so that's really easy. Uh, it will do Exavolt, 
which is 120 plus. So you may do 50 more damage if you do your active Pokemon is now paralyzed, and this Pokemon does 30 damage to itself. So yeah. I guess that's that's actually it feels very balanced in that sense. Um, uh, doesn't have like any Pokemon abilities or anything, but it's an interesting card. That could be something. That could be something yeah. to use. I am sitting here nodding as if I know what you're talking about. I mean, I don't play too much TCG, but I have a, I have some comprehension of what's good. Yeah. I don't because I like I only played like 15 years ago with the first base set. That's so. true. I mean, I've started yeah. getting the grip on it because like I've been reading Jushiro's articles and I've been reading a bunch of other stuff. Uh, because I was for a while. I, I'm I'm still concerning considering it going to like a Pokemon League and like meeting other people. Uh, just because PuckleCon was, like, so much fun meeting, like, a bunch of other people that I could do this on a weekly basis if I could win a league. That sounds, like, fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> PuckleCon was different because I got to meet, like, people I know on the internet, but it's the same. Mm. Alright, so let's kick it over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your email! The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag, as always, the mailbag is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, if we find an email that is worthy of the Green Taurus badge, we will feel free to hand that out. So, without further ado, let's dig into these emails. So, our first one, first one, I said first. 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 <laughs> Talking's hard, guys. Uh, the, this, is, uh, this is from Ethanator, 1903. Hello, Puckle Podcast. I am a new listener with a crave for some Green Tauros. Also, I would like a 6IV ditto if you could spare one. Uh, you'll have to come to the chat, but probably can spare one. Also, listeners say they are the youngest listener at age 13. I would like to say that they are not because I am younger. Anyway, on to the mailbag. I think that Ariados is underappreciated. It can learn Psychic and Shadow Sneak by level up. Also, its hidden ability is Sniper, so it can get that extra critical hit ratio along with Cross Poison, which, al- which it also learns by level up. Yes, it may not have the best stats, but it's a... It does have a cool shiny and a worthy move pool. Lastly, I want to say I've been listening for a week now. The wild Ethanator escaped with one last question. Can an Ariados wear flip-flops? Maybe very, very, very small. I do like that. I, this he, he actually points Lovely. out a Pokemon that is the exact opposite of what we've been pointing out all day, uh, which are yeah. Pokemon with very shallow move pools and very good stats. Uh, yeah. he's, he's pointing out a Pokemon. Uh, the only thing I would say is, like, I wouldn't run both Shadow Sneak and Psychic on an Ariados, right? Uh, yeah, one or the other. I'm pretty sure that Ariados is a is much more physical than it is uh, a launcher or such. Ariados. Let me find out. I'm gonna find out if Ariados is. Uh, I misspelled Ariados. Uh, Ariados. I'm pretty sure, it's got a really cool shiny. He is 100% right about how cool shiny Ariados is. Um, but uh, it's definitely more of a physical attacker with a base 90 attack. Um, so, so I wouldn't run psychic on it. I definitely wouldn't run psychic on it. I would. I mean, in game though, like running this in game would be a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Running an Ariados in game. Oh yeah, we that can always three. 
with that. And the shiny does look really pretty. It's actually really cool. Like, it's a really cool purple color. Uh, yeah. In Gen 6, it got watered down, but... Well, whatever. I actually like it's a pretty much the same pink as Blossom's shiny. I like uh, okay. it. You're you're biased. Uh, <laughs> you're, biased. <laughs> you're biased. I'm I'm not actually one of those girls who loves pink things. My mm-hmm. favorite color is like blue, but some pink things are pretty. All right, who's got this next one from? Oh, well, you didn't answer the last question. Oh, can it wear flip flops? Very carefully, I guess. Uh. Yes. <laughs> I, I say that Anariados can wear flip-flops if it wants to. Yeah. Uh, so, who's got this next one from Henry? I'll take it. So, hey, Thatch and co-hosts, it's Henry again. So this week you guys asked what Pokemon I thought were underrated, design-wise or competitively. I love battling, and I have used a variety of Pokemon in battle. Immediately, a two, a two of them popped into my head. They are Vanillux and Gothitelle. Gothitelle, not at all. <laughs> Gothitelle's not underappreciated at all. Well, let's, 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 he probably, I don't know. Yeah. Most people think Vanillux is complete trash. However, it's not really that bad. It has a solid base 100 atta- 110 special attack stat, and with a life orb, it can hit really hard in NU and PU. I usually run weak armor on it and switch it in on a weak physical attack like a Sneasel's Ice Shard, and then outspeed and KO it with a Flash Cannon. I also run Ice Beam, Freeze Dry, and HP, and Hidden Power Ground as the last three moves. Is that a wise setup for Vanillix? Uh, I mean, it could be. Uh, Flash Cannon, Freeze Dry, uh, Ice Beam, and Freeze Dry? That's the only thing I don't know that I like about it. Mm. Uh, right. But, I mean, I would, I would probably run Freeze Dry. I, I don't know the NU meta well enough to make a make a very good comment about that. Yeah. Plus, I don't vanilla know it either, but... something. Yeah. But freeze Dry is always good. I think Freeze Dry would be better than Ice Beam, but... Yeah. And then I'd find something to put in that Ice Beam slot, but then again, Vanillix doesn't have, like, a very, like, wide move pool either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vanillix always gets the... is always underappreciated because mm-hmm. it's it's tacked up there with uh, Garbode or it's, like, just inanimate objects that had eyeballs mm-hmm. or googly eyes. Slapped onto its face and then. It's what happens when you let a British person design a Pokemon. <laughs> and I always, I always, I'm always like, well, look at Muck, and look at Magnemite. <laughs> Either way, keep going. Can we move on? All right. So many people also. Oh, I just literally went on. Many people also think that the Vanillix Lion are the worst Pokemon design-wise. They say something like, oh my gosh, Pokemon made an an ice cream Pokemon. They must be running out of ideas because they're using inanimate objects now. I don't disagree with them as Vanillix is based off of an inanimate object. However, Pokemon like Electrode, Muck, and and Muck are also based off of inanimate objects. If I were to ask someone if they liked ice cream or... Or radioactive sludge better, I think they would pick ice cream. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> That's a good comeback right there. I want some so ice many cream. people just got burned. I might go get some ice cream. Berries. <laughs> Anyways, I've never seen Gothitelle used in battle, except for when I use it. Really? So I'm going to assume that no one uses it. That's not true at all. Which Shadow Tag is so that... good. Shadow <laughs> Tag guessing... is so good. I'm guessing he doesn't play BGC. Yeah, so. right? Even though it's in the BL tier, which is pretty much OU. So, yeah, people are using it. 
People are using it, but either way. You do realize what OU means. Yeah, right? (laughs) I usually switch it in when I predict a Pokemon to use a non-attacking move, like Stealth Rock or Toxic. But then I use Trick and trick and Trick a Choice Scarf onto it, forcing it to keep using that move over and over. And with Gothitelle's Shadow Tag ability, the opposing Pokemon can't switch out. Uh, with using Trick on, like, Stealth Rock and Toxic, that's not really, like, two moves you would want them to constantly spam over and over again. No, 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 no. You can, no, you can let them spam that if you're still in, right? Because you're either Toxic Poisoned, or they already have Stealth Rocks up. So they're already spam. they already used it once. Okay. And so they just keep over and over and over and over using it, because they can't do anything. Right. So... Then I calm mine up to six times, and if toxic damage starts racking up, I use rest. When the opposing Pokemon is struggling and is about to faint, I trick back the scarf and sweep the rest of the team with Dark Pulse. I have gotten many sweeps with it and even more forfeits. By the way, here's a replay of me sweeping with the Gothitelle. Okay, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a look at that later. So, anyways, those two Pokemon, I feel, are underrated, but not underpowered. I apologize for that bad joke. As always, keep up the good work. Bye, Henry. Can I just say that the idea of tricking the scarf onto a Pokemon and then taking it back is so funny? Yeah, it is. It's hilarious. I really like like it. Could you hold this for me a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Hold this for me and I I set up, and then I'm I'm going to need it back. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. I once right? played against a guy who uh, who who uh, did skill swap with his Espeon to give me magic bounce. And I was just like, "What?" And then he used Sticky Web after that to give him a, a stat to put Sticky Web on his side of the field. And then all of his Pokemon had competitive or oh. defiant. And so I'm just like, "This is super gimmicky. It would never work." Like, except for this one very specific situation. I I I have said before I dislike gimmicks, but I like when people find them because yeah. it's interesting. It's funny. I don't like using them, but they're funny to find. I mm-hmm. like them. All right. So anyway, you get this next one from uh, yes, Jestern. Jestern, yeah. All right, Jester here. Long ago, I met a derp little body named Scroopy and instantly fell in love. He was pretty incapable and was weak to everything, but seemed to have great defense, so I maintained high hopes for the little guy's evolution. Later on, he turned into a Drapion, and after the initial shock of meeting the ugliest Pokémon of them all, this is Whimsical speaking, no, he's not, Barbaracle is a thing, unfortunately, (laughs) I really began to appreciate my new Poison Dark body. With one weakness, an immunity, and a wonderful Poison Dark movable, I realized that he'd someday become my most useful team member. Sure, he's weak to ground, but with Ice Fang, 110 defense, and 90 speed before EVs and IVs, ground is hardly a concern. In fact, with the recent advent of fairy types, my poison physical attackers only gotten better. Sadly, it remains in RU slash UU for reasons I'll never fully understand. Tis the plight of all ugly claw monsters. Mostly because earthquakes everywhere. Yeah. And he concludes with, I wrote a poem from my home, guaranteed badge, yum. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so I've got this next one from, what's he call himself? Basket. What's up, bros? It's Basket. It wouldn't let me email you through my Puckle account? 
maybe ladies too if there is a fluffiest whimsicott or that other chick that sits in the background my my fiance um yeah that would be misty <laughs> that would i be think misty my fiance uh but bros is not gender specific in my mind the same with dude so girls are my bros too whether or not it is irrelevant to me I haven't been listening to you guys for very long, but I really enjoyed the station. Is that one of the correct terms? I guess I only started using podcasts when I found you guys. Um, I wouldn't call it a station. I'd call it a podcast or a show. I, uh. I've i been wishing forever that there's a radio station for Pokemon, and I was talking to my other Pokenerd friend about how that would never happen. Then he said in a constant monotone, there's probably some podcast somewhere. And I was like, bingo. So I googled up and found you peeps. Gotta say, you were all dorks, but you're my kind of dorks. Don't know how to take that comment. Don't know if that's, like, a compliment or not a compliment. <laughs> I would yeah. take it as a compliment, maybe, maybe? sort of. Maybe. But I'm a very optimistic person. And surprisingly, you're not bad which I was actually resigned to dealing with just to get a little Pokemon in during my commute to my soulless corporate job. Thanks for making my hour and 20 commute, which would only be 40 minutes if I didn't have to drive during rush hour, less of a life-draining experience. On to the mailbag question, what is an underappreciated Pokemon? I'm going to have to go with Jellicent, Lord Henry. My Jellicent, Lord Henry. Uh, Jellicent's actually really good. He was, uh, he was like, at a lot of top cut stuff in VGC recently. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've been battling competitively for only eight months or so, but I've been making leaps and bounds. He kills it in the VGC 2015 metagame. His bulk and utility combined to make a fantastic addiction to my, uh, VGC doubles team. What's it, what's his, uh, main ability, Jellicent, uh, again? You can either curse have body. water absorb or curse body, but I think curse, curse body's body. used a lot more. Yeah, curse body was one. Because was you can, yeah, like, that. you can disable one of your opponent's moves you very shut, easily. You can shut down an entire strategy. Well, you can shut down a, uh, a scarfed Pokemon, right? You get hit by something from a scarfed Pokemon and you disable their move, so they have to struggle. Choice Specs Sylveon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's very good. One thing during one of your podcasts, you were talking about how cool it was to watch the ending credits in Auras because you got to see different mons you used. I had the exact opposite effect on me. Cat playing casually since Gen 1, I had played Ruby and Emerald, so I knew there would be nothing new in the standard remake of the game. So to mix it up, on our first playthrough, my monotone friend and I decided to do a Nuzlocke challenge. No Dex nav. So when I saw the ending credits, I was very sad. Oh. I was forced to look at all the Pokemon whose soulless eyes and battered courses had already kept me up at night until the very end. It was heart-wrenching. I think that's a really good thing, though, as well. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I think that's very good. If it can make you, if a Pokemon game can make you feel, <laughs> yeah, you're, they're felt, doing I've, something right. I no, felt, I don't, or you, you go first. No, no, no. I was just going to say that I didn't need to Nuzlocke to do that. I totally cried when when the <laughs> energy started raining onto Sotopolis City. Yeah, I was when uh, those credits started rolling. I actually got like angry at some <laughs> of the moments because. You you know the story of like my shiny Beldum mm-hmm. and uh, Roxy's mm-hmm. gym, yeah, and how he just decided to sit there and suck his thumb and not attack, because <laughs> yeah. you leveled him up so, too much. What? Oh wait, no, wait, yeah, you must have leveled him up too much or something. Oh, he was from he was only like level nine or something. So really? He wasn't yeah, but too, it, he wasn't when too you get high. It, it, its original trainer is Steven, yeah. and you don't have yeah, even that, one badge that's at what that we, point. That's so. what we had agreed on, that he was just not listening to me because I wasn't his real owner, and he needed time to warm up to me. 
<laughs> so my build worked, popped, I think. Yeah. So when it popped up to Roxy's gym battle and it had me and Roxy with my Veldum and her nose pads st- sitting there, I was just like screaming at my DS. It's like, you son of a... <laughs> that was too agonizing for me to deal with. <laughs> he yeah. nearly fainted because he just wouldn't attack. Like, you are a steel type that knows iron head. Mm-hmm. Take care of this. Either way, shout out to Penny Beans, Penny Beans, girl, you were the you were the best mega pincer anyone could ask for. You will always be remembered. Uh, and then he here. plays Sinead's own counter. Nothing compares. Uh, all right, thank you for that. Uh, so our next one is from Kilo Ten, I think. Kilo Ten, yeah. Who wants that one? Kilo Ten, I'll take it. All right. Hello, Puckalodians. This is Skilo10. I've been listening for a month or so, and I've made it my goal to write in for the next 26 episodes, each having a Pokemon of a letter. What? Each having a Pokemon of a letter. Just keep reading the next part. Okay, and an adjective starting with the same... Letter. With the same. This week's Amazing Abra, and yes, I was really bored. Now, we shall go on to the mailbag. I'd say the most underrated Pokemon is Bulbasaur. Now, I know nothing of this pop culture you speak of, plus I'm 11, almost 12, but after, oh, Smosh, named, but <laughs> right. after Smosh named it the the one nobody picked, I got that Bulbasaur wasn't I got that Bulbasaur wasn't Pikachu. More like a shuckle. I wonder how many people are going to say shuckle. After that, it became one of my favorite Pokemon. Don't worry, Magnemite. Yes! Yes! (laughs) I don't get why people hate it. I mean, there is at least one decent choice scarf moveset. I should name my Bulbasaur Revenge. I get with with its HP and speed, but it must be be decent, decent in Little Cup. Thatch. Look forward to 25 more long emails. Something about flip flops and bye. P.S. Any ideas for an Egyptian-themed team? All I can think of is Helioptile. Fluffiest uh, and actually talked about that. Yeah, Lucario, Blaziken. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Kofagrigus? Kofagrigus. Kofagrigus, Crocodile? Yeah. And Crocodile. Executor? Ooh. Executor? Oh, Executor, yep. You're yeah. right. Executor. And Tropius, if you really want to get into it. Yeah, but well. Tropius is more like a banana tree. Yeah. It's more like a South American thing. Mm-hmm. PPS, Heliop is where the Egyptian gods lived, and PPPS, give me a word limit. 500 words like I've always given people. You're nowhere close, I don't think. Let me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a quick check. No, it is like not even 200. Let, let the expert. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I have had way longer emails. From Uh, me. 174 (laughs) words. It was, yeah, mostly from Whimsicott and from Sublime. I just wanted to say that when he said that he's 11, almost 12, I didn't say the pain because he's a young one. I like having young, coherent, mm-hmm. and smart people writing in. Oh, yeah. It's just that, like, if I was American, I would have been old enough to drink by the time he was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, when he was, when I w- started podcasting, he was probably only three. Man. And so, yeah, it's going to get really sad in like three or four years. Like Puckle will be older than some of its listeners. 
Yeah. Let's not start this thing because it ended with dead puppies the last time and it was really sad. Okay. Anyway, Bulbasaur. Uh, who's got this next one from uh, Goggles? Me, 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 me. Okay. <laughs> hey, Thatch and Co. Do I hear the drums of war beating again? Yay. Just as it was last summer, the revolutionaries appear to be acting up again. Well, no matter. If they want war, let them have it. We will defend the Lavender Town Radio Tower to the last man, for the glory of the Blackthorn Council will never be silenced. <laughs> In the name of here. Thatch, the cries <laughs> of victory will be heard from the shores of Vermilion City all the way to the Puckle Oil Tanker. Dang it. Our, yeah. our cheers will echo from sea to shining sea, or at least from one end of a great lake to another. Mostly Lake Erie. Rise up, Puckle, and defend your council. Puckle now, Puckle forever. Wow. All right. <laughs> I have no idea why I start sounding vaguely British when I read yeah. emails. I'm sorry. All right. You are starting I... to make everything a pause at the very moment. It was your Italian coming out there? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I have, I like I it. have no control over that. I'm sorry. Anyway, let, let me go back to Goggle's emails. Mm -hmm. Alright, got that out of my system. Anyway, the mailbag question awaits, and since I can't find the proper way to phrase my case, I will sum it up in a haiku. Forever are you, my Goggle body flygon, no mega, such sad. It's like that joke with that, theme. And, <laughs> no mega, with, such sad. <laughs> yeah. And with that, I call this mailbag to a close. If you need me, I shall be preparing for war. Come at me, revolutionaries. I'm ripped. Don't explode your flip-flops, goggles. And then he has some extra stuff for me, and I'm going to reply to that right after this episode. <laughs> uh, I've got this last one, then, from Breeder Simio. Hey, Thatching Crew, I've already talked about this with... You may have already talked about this with the Pikachu Cup announced on Friday. Which Pokemon would you recommend? What moves would be important to have in your party? Flip to the flop, Breeder Simeo. So, so you can't tell this is the email that we were going to talk yeah. about. And uh, we honestly, about. like I said, uh, I wouldn't bring any electro-type moves, honestly. Uh, just because gonna... everything's going to be electric and everything's going to resist that. It's not like the fairy-type competition where fairy-type moves actually do hit for times one. Yeah. Everything here is going to be resisted. So it might actually be better to bring, you know, uh, I, would find, I would find the Pokemon, the electro-type Pokemon that do exist with very broad move tools. Yeah. Uh, they do exist, um, such as, I don't know, it'd be interesting, maybe Lantern would be interesting to use. Yeah, because it has Volt Absorb or Water Absorb. Yeah, yeah, and uh, th those would yeah. both be very interesting to use. And like um, uh, Thatch said, uh, Electivire. Electivire, very much so, I think. It can learn Lantern. Earthquake, which would be really good. Um, honestly, what I was thinking about bringing was Electivire mixed with, uh, with, uh, with an Electrode, and I would bring something like Discharge or something. Uh, just because these are double battles. And so, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, my Electrode would probably get ready and use Magnet Rise or something so it could avoid the Earthquake and effectively have no weakness. I yeah. think since and... these are double battles, that Raichu set I was talking about earlier mm -hmm. might be useful somehow. So yeah, you just need, you need, to, you need to look into it. Um, look at the Electric-type Pokemon that are available. There's a good number of Electric-type Pokemon. Um, also yeah. use a Pikachu because I want a Surfing Pikachu. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> preferably your cosplay Pikachu. I mean, cosplay Pikachu Ooh. works just fine. I think. I That's think cosplay... right. Cosplay Pikachu. Maybe with the uh, maybe with the Bell outfit for Icicle Crash. Uh, I don't know that you want Icicle Crash. That's the only thing. Uh, I I wouldn't want to use uh, Libre because he's going to be flying type and electric re- uh, does um, wanders yeah. to a flying type. Yeah, and so uh, what do you get? You get what moves is it? I've got to well, but, think. Uh, uh, you get draining Libre. kiss. You get, get draining kiss. I really like draining kiss. Actually, there aren't too many Pokemon that are electric type that can get some kind of like recovery move. Except Helioptile with Parabolic Charge. Yeah, with Parabolic Charge from Helioptile, but you're not going to want to do that because it's an Electric-type move, right? And so Draining Kiss will actually do pretty good. I'm not sure how many Electric-type Pokemon can even learn, like, Recover. Uh, Rest rest will be available, obviously, but Mm -hmm. um, these are going to be... I mean, if you bring a Pokemon with Earthquake and you're able to, like, hit first, I think that's going to be a big thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Speed Tears with Earthquake. That's literally going to be it. (laughs) Once again, reminder... No electric type Pokemon learns Trick Room, so unless you have like, can a Molga learn Tailwind? Mm-hmm. Hmm, a Molga would be something to bring, even. Uh, mm-hmm. t- oh yeah, Molga could probably learn Tailwind, right? Let me check. See June, bring your Pachirisu. <laughs> yeah, Pachirisu. Pachi not going to work very well there, right? Yeah, you got, everybody, has... everybody got like really, really excited about Pachirisu. Uh, for, Molga does not learn Tailwind. Um, I do not the think thing, so. The thing about Pachirizu is that in in the doubles format, which is uh, what this battle are in, uh, redirection is really important. Oh, it does! And, it does I, get it does get Tailwind does? from the Move Tutor in Oras. Great! Amolga, <laughs> Pachirizu, Pikachu, bring your Squirrel team, guys! There you go, Amolga with Tailwind. That is what you need. It's on. Amolga with Tailwind and... Amolga uh, with Tailwind and Discharge, and an Electivire right next to it. There you go. You don't even have to worry about a Magnet Rise or even an Air Balloon. The Flying type will take care of it. (laughs) I've just made your team for you. Two Pokemon. You're done. (laughs) I I I love, like, the passion in your voice right now. All you need is an Amolga and an Electivire. I'm telling you, that's how that's how you win games. It's the joy of being able to use Electivire effectively. Yes, the joy of being I'm super Pokemon. excited. That's like my second favorite Pokemon of all time. It's like Electivire. It's pretty awesome. Uh, okay, so that's it for the mailbag. Yeah. And uh, right. Fluffiest gave me an idea for a topic, and I already forgot it. So I need a mailbag question for next week. Um, Who is well, your favorite? my idea for a topic, do you want me to repeat yeah, it? repeat it. Okay, my idea for a topic was we revisit rivals. That's right. So, That's right. Who's so, your favorite rival? Who's your least favorite rival? Something like that? Anything with rivals. Who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite? What do you like about him? Send that to pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we will probably read it on the show. As long as like fond memories of your rival battles that you had. Ooh, that's good too. I like Who that. Who did you name your rival? <laughs> I don't think we want to know that one. Uh, Do you have a rival in real life? Ooh, real life rivals, yeah. And so you can send that in to uh, PucklePodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, though, because Puckle only comes out, like, once a week on Mondays, right? So you're going to want something to do in between Monday to Monday. Well, you can go to PucklePodcast.com. You can come chat it up with us. We can talk to you. Uh, We'll we'll be having a new tournament that we will announce here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, We'll also be... uh, you can uh, also check out all of the articles that I mentioned earlier. 
uh, at PucklePodcast.com. You can also find out all of the news that's going on at Puckle by following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook. Uh, you can even subscribe to our subreddit, our Puckle. Uh, we are t- on Twitter at PucklePodcast, Facebook slash PucklePodcast. And we're also on Tumblr, PucklePodcast. Uh, Just Google Puckle Podcast and click on everything that has Puckle Podcast in it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, not Puck Podcast. Puck yeah, not Puck Podcast. Uh, yeah. So Fetch. there's Fetch. an L in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not mention this. Is there an email that deserves the green? Yeah, was oh yes, I totally forgot. Further, who run, who did you guys the, think uh, there was one? I'm, try, I'm trying to. I don't know. I didn't the think anybody only... really stood out to me. No, well, I, I Henry. Really Henry was one that stood out for me. He I was mean... the one that talked about Vanillux and Gothitelle. Hmm. I mean, we can go with that, I guess, if you really think so. Yeah, it's either... Uh... Oh, it's the choice scarf double tricks thing? Yeah. I... Yeah, we can Okay, so it. Henry, it's... you can go submit at pucklepodcast.com for the Green Taurus badge. Uh, also, go check the website out, because you do get... Review us on iTunes, more importantly than anything. Uh, those iTunes reviews help other people find us, and it's uh, definitely like, it definitely helps us out a lot when people review us on iTunes. You mm. can also... Uh, yeah, uh, please do that. You can get badges for all of these things, by the way, if you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And we have digital badges on our website that you guys can all earn and fill up your badge cases with goodies. So without further ado, uh, I guess I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Viger. And I'm the fluffiest whimsicott. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Congratulations! You've listened to the end of the Puckle Podcast, so you're eligible to win the excellent badge. From now until August 10th, you can put in the code FLUFFIESTMAGNEMITE until, once again, August 10th, 2015. If you put that in for the excellent badge on the PucklePodcast.com, you can now earn the excellent badge. Catch you guys later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.